Chagigat of Chav Talad Amabesher, number one. We are six lines down. We just got to go back a little bit. We were we had a machlekes between Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan as to whether one hand being matame another hand. Um, does it have to be your own hand, or can it even be somebody else's hand? So we said that Rabbi Yochanan said, even if it's somebody else's hand touching your hand, that will pass on and uh, transmit tumma to your hand, and then we have to be machmeh when it comes to Kodesh. So the Gemara says, Va'af reish Even Reish Lakish went back on his opinion, and he came round to Rabbi Yochanan's side of the table and agreed with him. It makes no difference whether it's your hand or somebody else's hand if that's the hand that was Tame. Meaning, like Rabbi Yochanan said, that it doesn't just have to be your hand, your Tame hand touching the other hand that contaminates it. Even somebody else's impure hand touching your hand will contaminate it. And what will the effect be? Lift soil. It will possel truma, but it will not be matame truma, meaning possel truma, uh, sorry, not truma, kodesh. It will possel kodesh, meaning that the kodesh touching your hand will be rendered a ravi, which means that ravi is the end of the line and it can't hand over, can't transmit truma to anything else. So it basically means that your hand has the power now, your hand which has been contaminated by another hand effectively becomes a shlishi. That's why it's a problem for Kodesh. It'll postle Kodesh, but it won't have any effect on Truma. So it will come out that everyone will agree now that if one hand, one Tame hand, which will be a, a, a Sheni Latuma, can contaminate another hand, whether that is your own hand or whether it is somebody else's hand, and that, um, that newly, newly contaminated hand will become a shlishi Therefore, it has no effect on truma, but it will poisel kodesh. Now, this idea that the Gemara has taught us that a, a contaminated hand, the tumas yad, can poisel kodesh, but not be matamit, meaning that it'll turn it into a ravi, but it will not turn it into a shlishi, this is actually a machlekis. Says the Gemara, the lifsoil avalolitma, this that it will poisel, but not be matamit. Tanai here, it's a machlikis tanai, disnan. Kol ha poisel betruma. It says in a Mishnah, anything which can poisel betruma, which means it'll turn truma into a shlishi, means we're dealing with a sheni here, can be metame yodam lihiyoshniyos, can contaminate your hands to turn them into a sheni. Meaning, a sheni will turn your hands into a sheni. V'yad metame chaverta, and one hand can be metame the other hand. Divri Rebbe Yoshua. Now, we just have to pause there. According to Rabbi Yoshua, if your hands become a sheni, that means they can turn Kodesh into a shlishi. And Kodesh shlishi is tame, not poisel, because that Kodesh shlishi can then turn something, another piece of Kodesh, into a ravi. We'll say that again in a second. The Chachomim Omer and the Chachomim say, Yedaim Shni They say that the hands are only a sheni latuma, but ain't sheni oisa sheni. And a sheni can't turn another thing into a sheni. There has to be a degradation in the uh, degree of, of tuma. So therefore they hold that the hand will, the newly, uh, if, if, uh, if a sheni touches a hand, 
or rather if the first hand, which is a sheni, touches the second hand, the second hand will become a shlishi, and therefore if it touches kodesh, it can only turn the kodesh into a into a sheni, into a sorry, into a revi, not into a shlishi. So we're seeing clearly that there's a machlokes between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbanan on Chachamim as to whether or not this newly contaminated hand will turn kodesh into a shlishi or revi. In other words, will it be metameet or will it be poisolet? So the Gemara speaks out this assumption and says, on the opinion of Chachamim, my love, is it not that sheni hudeloi ovid that the uh, first hand cannot turn the second hand into a sheni, but ha shlishi of it, but it can turn the second hand into a shlishi, and therefore we see that it, they're arguing on that second hand. According to Rabbi Yeshua, the second hand can turn kodesh into a shlishi. According to Chachamim, the, the second hand will only turn kodesh into a revi. So says the Gemara, no. Dilma loy sheni of it, shlishi. Maybe not. Maybe according to the Chachamim, the second hand becomes neither a sheni nor a shlishi. In which case it couldn't damage Kodesh at all. So that can't be the source of this Machlokis. Elaki hai Rather, the Machlokis tanaim about this must be from this Brysa. Desanya, as it says in a Brysa. Yad Naguva, a dried hand, metame eschaverta, will be able to transmit Tuma to its other hand. Letame bekodesh, to be metame Kodesh, meaning turning Kodesh into a Shlishi, avaloi truma, but not for Truma. Divrei Rebbe. That's the opinion of Rebbe. So we see clearly that according to Rebbe at this stage, that the hand can be metame kodesh. And if something is metame kodesh, it means it's turned it into a shlishi, which means that which touched it is a sheni. So we see this, this um, second hand is really a sheni to be metame kodesh. And Rebbe Yosi, but Rebbe Yehuda Omer, he says, Oisayad, that uh, as long as it's that hand that was tame, lifsal avalatame. And he argues, he says, no, it only has the power to be poisal Kodesh, not to be Matameit. Meaning that it can only turn Kodesh into a Ravi, not into a Shlishi, which means that that second hand itself is only a Shlishi, not a Shani. So there we have it, we have a Machlokis Tanaim, whether or not one hand touching another hand turns that second hand into a Shani Latuma, or whether it actually turns it into a Shlishi Latuma. The Nafkamina will be, is, is it Matameit? Kodesh, turning, into, into, turning it into a Shlishi, or is it actually Poisal Kodesh, turning it into a Ravi? Now, the next case of the Mishnah told us, We're allowed to eat um, wet, uh, so, uh, dry foods with impure hands, um, as long as we're eating Truma, but not for Kodesh. Again, the wet is a conductor, so as long as the, fru- the, fru- uh, the food is dry, there will not be a conductor for the, tr- the tumor from your hands to go into the food. Nevertheless, we're machmir by Kodesh, we don't allow it. So Tanya, the Brisa says, Om Rabbi Hanina ben Antignus, Rabbi Hanina ben Antignus said, Kodesh, is there any benefit to drying your hands when you're dealing with Kodesh? For all other foods, drying it will remove its uh, ability to receive um, uh, tumor. But for Kodesh, drying it does nothing. Because why? Because according to Rabbi Hanina, he says, He says that the Chibas HaKodesh, the fact that you are so, um, you, you hold the Kodesh in such a high esteem, that in a sense suffices to be machshirit, to prepare it f- to receive uh, Tumah, even without it being wet. 
So therefore, the case where the, 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 the Mishnah mentioning that there was a special Chumrah um, by Kodesh, as opposed to Truma, that you can eat dry foods for Truma, but not for Kodesh, that's not really got anything to do with, with Kodesh and Truma. It's not one of the stringencies. It's a completely different halacha, that there's a thing called Chibas HaKodesh, which means that there's an automatic Heksher, there's automatic susceptibility of Kodesh for, uh, to Truma. To tuma, even if it's dry. So therefore, the explanation of the Mishnah must be different. Rather, the case must be where you were either somebody else, that somebody else put food into your mouth, into somebody else's mouth, or you did it yourself using some sort of stick or toothpick. Right, so which means you never actually touched the food that you put into your mouth, and that food that you put into your mouth was kodesh. Okay, so therefore there was no problem of any contamination uh, through your hands. But then, but then you wanted to eat a snoin is a radish or a botzal is a is a an onion. You wanted to eat chulin food with it, so you put in the piece of kodesh food with a toothpick, without touching it. Then you wanted to put in a radish or an onion afterwards. So the problem is, is that, well, we're going to see, Lakodish for Kodesh, they made this gezeira that you would not be allowed to do that, that your hands would contaminate the chulin food that you're eating, even though it's dry. Now that's a chumrah, because normally dry chulin food will never be susceptible to tumah. But over here, because you're, you, want to, you want to put it in after eating Kodesh, they made a gezerah, but Latruma But for truma, they didn't make such a gezerah. So the the concern is is that you might inadvertently, while you're putting in the the radish after having already put in the kodesh, your hand might inadvertently touch the kodesh which is in, which is in your mouth and render it uh, tame. And that was the concern. Now the final stringency in the Mishnah is somebody who's an Oynin, right, he has to um, bury a close relative, or he's Mechusa Kippurim, he's somebody who's done every aspect of purity besides for offering up the, the requisite korbanos. He is not, he has to mikvah before he has uh, Kodesh, but he doesn't need to for Truma. So my time, what's the reason? The reason is simple, says the Gemara. Since until this moment, Havu Asiri, the, both of these people were Osir to eat Kodesh, an Oinen is Osir to eat Kodesh, and a, 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 a Tame person is Osir to eat Kodesh. So therefore, it's Trichinuhu Rabbonin to Vila. Therefore, the rabbis required that they have a mikvah for, or an immersion for, um, for Kodesh before they engage in eating Kodesh. So in other, word, in other words, because they're moving from one status where they were not allowed to eat Kodesh to a status of being allowed to eat Kodesh, meaning once the Oynan stops being an Oynan, he's allowed to eat Kodesh Midoraisa. Once uh, Mechusa Kippurim brings up his Korbanus, he's allowed to eat, he's allowed to eat Kodesh. But as a safeguard, as a stringency, they made him have an immersion. Because you're coming from a status of not allowed to being allowed, they wanted to, demar- they wanted to mark that off with an immersion in a mikvah.
So just to summarize very briefly, we said that there was a machloikis whether or not one hand turns another hand into a sheni or a shlishi, and the difference would be, the nafkamina would be, is does that second hand turn kodesh into a shlishi, tame, or a revi, poisel? Um, the, we also said that the case in the Mishnah dealing with the, the chumra of eating um, dry foods, that can't be talking about uh, Kodesh, the dry Kodesh food, because even dry Kodesh food, because of Chibas HaKodesh, um, it, will, it, will, um, uh, it will be susceptible to Tumah. Rather, it must be talking about a case where you put the Kodesh in your mouth already, and now you want to come and eat a, another piece of Chulin food with that, even though it's dry, and Midaraisa, it will not uh, receive Tumah. Nevertheless, uh, they made a safeguard, lest your hand, while putting in the second piece of food, will inadvertently touch the first piece of Kodesh food and render that Tameh. And the final thing we saw was, is the Oynan and the Mechusiki Purim, since they are moving from a status of being illegible to eat Kodesh to a status of being allowed to eat Kodesh, they wanted, the rabbis made a stringency for Kodesh, that they should have a, an immersion in a mikveh before eating Kodesh.